Welcome back to another Broomsticks and Butterbeer. I'm Dan Rhino. I'm Jessica Rhino. And we are continuing our journey through Harry Potter and the Goblet of Fire. We've been, if you're listening to us week to week, we've been off for a few weeks because I still uh, feel terrible. Got any anything you can any buttons you can push over there for that? Um. I was completely boggled, wasn't I? Yeah, yeah I've that been, one, I have I been completely boggled. So uh, we're gonna get back into it, though. Are we? Uh, we're finally getting to Hogwarts, right? I mean, kinda. We're like to the out outside of Hogwarts. <laughs> <laughs> we still haven't gone inside yet. What chapter are we on? Uh, we're about twenty-five percent of the way through the book. Oh. Chapter 11. Yeah, we haven't even stepped inside Hogwarts yet. We're getting close, though. Well, in Chapter 10, Mayhem at the Ministry, I'll do my little quick recap here. We leave the chaos of the night before at the campgrounds. Another muggle has had his mind turn into mashed potatoes. Mashed potatoes are good. Due I to, like mashed potatoes. Due to another mind wipe. Molly is happy to see her family home alive. And the happiness turns to... I don't know if anger is the right word, but... They're a little upset with the fact that the Daily Prophet is uh, reporting on the happenings of the night before and describing the ineptitude of the ministry to contain the events at the campground. Words like national disgrace, lack security, ministry blunders, all written by one Rita Skeeter. You like her, right? Yeah, I kind of do. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think she's doing anything wrong. Uh, Harry tells Ron and Hermione about the recent situation with his scar hurting and how it relates to the visions of Voldemort that he's been having. And now Rita Skeeter, the aforementioned Rita Skeeter, is zeroing in on the Bertha Jorkins disappearance. Maybe something that the Ministry should have taken more seriously all along instead of just kind of ignoring it and assuming that she was just a little aloof. And, and if you just quit showing up to work, would they come looking for you? Or they just, oh, I guess, guess she's just being weird. I mean, they'd probably call you a couple times, but if you didn't answer, they'd just, okay. Guess he doesn't want to be here anymore. Oh, and Ron has some awesome 1970s junior high prom frilly robes to take to school this year. <laughs> Dress robes, yes. So chapter 11, aboard the Hogwarts Express, Jess, we're almost to Hogwarts. Almost there. I mean, Not Basically there. Not quite. No. No. Basically. Because by the end of the chapter, we're still not going to be... We're going to be <laughs> on the grounds, but not even inside the castle. But if you, like, got out of the car and you were walking up the driveway, you, you'd say you were here. Do you think this is a... Just a happenstance? Or do you think this was on purpose when this book was written to kind of take this long to get I'm not saying this in a negative way I'm just making an observation uh -huh. to take this long to get to I mean to get things going I mean to we don't we don't know what there's been no fire there's been no goblets <laughs> there's been some chapters where no Harry Potter I think that you'll understand it all once we get going yeah, uh, she's laying a lot of groundwork. So We're meeting would... a lot of new people, new things. We're setting up a lot of stuff. It's a lot of setup. A lot of setup. I'm assuming <laughs> there's uh, that's an inside joke. Sorry. I love inside jokes. I hope to be a part of one someday. But you are. You're as part Mike, of that as one. As Michael Scott would say. 
Uh, we used to go to this Mexican restaurant called Chevy's. Chevy's. I don't always, think they exist anymore. Yeah, probably because they give everybody horrible indigestion. <laughs> there was one time I I didn't couldn't even make it home from Chevy's. I had to stop at a grocery store bathroom. But I digress. They had all the stuff that they put on the quesadillas and the chips and everything, like the the guac and the the pico de gallo. Pico de gallo. <laughs> And sour cream and all and yeah all, all that like... stuff is referred to as setup it's yes. it's the setup so we would always order the setup on the side because i didn't like it i don't like the guac and the stuff to like soak into whatever i was eating yes. but some people at the table would like it so we would order the setup on the side well my brother went with us several times and he kept hearing us say this word I it was Hoff. no that was my it was my brother it was boo oh okay and he, he referred to, kept hearing us refer to this setup. And he decided he wanted to order something. And he didn't want any setup at all. He didn't want it on the side. He just didn't want it at all. Which is what I've done sometimes. Just yeah. with no setup. And he, for the longest time, I guess, thought that it was seta. S-E-T-A. So he orders uh, the, I guess... Uh, Chicken quesadillas with no seta, and we all kind of paused for a second. It's leviosa, not leviosa. Yeah, it was it was (laughs) set up, not (laughs) seta. And he referred to it as seta, and we all made fun of it. Well, we all kind of paused for a second to see if that's what he really said. So what what did you call it? Seta. I said like S E T A. Yeah, that's what it's called. No, it's not what it's called. It's called set up, and yeah. so just to this day, we still give him change uh, set up to seta. Right. So that's the so explanation. She's got of the, a lot of seta of going on right now. Inside joke. This book has a lot of seta. Welcome, on welcome of, inside, everybody. We'll put that on we the just, back. We just included everybody inside. into our uh, come on inside the tauntaun. Come on inside the the uh, cut open tauntaun. It's warm in here. Star Wars reference for you guys. <laughs> so I'm gonna put that on the back of a shirt. So for your bingo cards, this definitely book takes ma- a lot of setup. Just right. <laughs> definitely mark uh, Star Wars and Chevy's. Mm-hmm. Yeah, just any Mexican. If you have Mexican restaurant at all, yeah, you can you can mark that. You on go ahead and mark that. But do you think that was? I mean, do you think she needed? She felt like she needed this much setup. Do you think that it just kind of she was trying to get the page count up? No, I don't think so. I think I think she felt like she needed it. A lot of times, authors really they think they need to explain it all. They need to get it. I apologize for the squeaking. We're just gonna we're just gonna keep rolling. He I got don't a, even care anymore. He got a new toy. He's very happy about it. Our friend Bob brought it over yesterday, and Hi, Bob. he's ecstatic. Yeah, Bob listens sometimes. Mm-hmm. He's very, very obsessed with this new toy. We took um, him for a W, a w word and everything. Yeah, w word is, to, is a walk. Yeah, shh, don't say it too <laughs> loud. We'll have to go for another one. Um, a lot of times authors think, oh, I really got to explain this all. And I got to gotta get it all in there and lay all the groundwork. In. And then that's when the editor comes in and says, no, people get it. You don't really have to do all this extra work. Because looking from the outside... Not knowing what she's trying to say, can you still figure it out? He just bit bit me, by the way. <laughs> when he took his toy. <laughs> it's right there. 
I just kept. I just keep throwing it. We're playing a game while we're. It's a game within the game. Yeah. Behind the scenes action here. I apologize. Go so, ahead. um, yeah, I was just saying. Sometimes authors get like this in this zone where they feel like they have to over-explain and over-set up things. But I don't really think that's what's going on here. I think she thought it was a clever way to introduce us to... There's a button you can hit for that. There is? Yeah, look under Hermione there. I believe you just said the word clever. So... Play books cleverness. And cleverness. <laughs> I was looking for something else. Um, I don't think that's what's going on here. I think she just thought this was a clever way to, to introduce us to these things ahead of time. Okay. So when they show up later, we're like, oh! Let me ask you, let me ask you this. Do you think that Nightwing feels like he needs to chew the toy right by my microphone? Because <laughs> it's, you know, there's a lot of, lot of room in the house. I feel like he feels he needs to chew the toy, and he would love to be near you. Interesting. He's almost got the squeaker out of it, which is what he really wants. And then, then things are really going to go downhill. Yeah, then we're, then we're just going to take a break, maybe. <laughs> Pause, because get a snack, It reset. will be constant squeaking after that. Well, let's get into Chapter 11, Jess, aboard the Hogwarts Express. We are, like I said, about 25% of the way through the book. Finally getting to Hogwarts. Are you excited? I am excited. You know I just love to get to Hogwarts. I love being at Hogwarts. There's been a lot of seta getting there. (laughs) Well, he's almost got the squeaker out. Uh, Jess, Amos Diggory shows up at the Weasley household. Well, his head does. Some of him. (laughs) Yeah, not all of him. Uh, Can you explain... uh, Give us a visual representation of what's going on here. Hold on, I'm going to get the squeaker out. Oh my god, that's loud. (laughs) You can have the squeaker part later. I can't believe you took it out and it immediately got ten times as loud. The squeaker immediately... (laughs) Like it didn't have... It didn't have... The the cotton Yeah, like insulation to insulate the sound. Like when people put like... Egg, egg cart cartons on their ceilings to to absorb the sound. I it, hope y'all have pets because you just loudest, you understand. That's the loudest squeaker I've ever heard. <laughs> and now he's jumping up on the table because that's what he wants. Go lay down <laughs> for a little bit for, for twenty minutes. <laughs> um, I thought this was interesting. I totally forgot about this scene. We we're talking about Amos's head in the fireplace. If you needed a recap, mm. um. This, I don't think this happens. I mean, I could, I guess, because I forgot that it happened now, but I don't recall this happening at all in the book, in the series. This just seems like a very odd thing to have just his head sitting there in the fire. But, yeah, that's how they chose to play it here. So, Amos shows up because he has some, an urgent need for Arthur. I guess he's needed at the ministry. Yeah, apparently he showed up really early and. And things were in a tizzy. So this is the first, and, and this is related to the first reference of an important character going forward in the story here. Morsetta. Morsetta. As we are introduced to, the, not the person, but the, the concept of this character, Mr. Mad-Eye Mooney. Mm-hmm. 
And we get a lot of information here. We find out what he did, that he mm-hmm. was friends with Arthur, that he used to be great and well-respected. Now he's a little kooky. Mm-hmm. Got lots of enemies. We, we learn all kinds of things here. Yeah, we learn that... Lots Mo- of Seta. Uh, Moody is a... This is great. <laughs> we learn that Moody is a retired Auror. Yes. Which is a... Dark wizard dark hunter. Dark wizard hunter. Which yeah. Because Harry kind of just gives the... Like, it, that uh-huh. happens a lot. The Weasleys are just kind of just blah, 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 blah. Well, what? <laughs> the Weasleys are just kind of yakking at the table, and then Harry just kind of always has this confused look on his face. Kind of like when uh, any of my friends talk about anime around me, and I'm just kind of like, oh, I was just going to say, whenever like what? the Rhino Boys get together, I just kind of sit there, and I'm like, huh? Yeah, you've been doing that for 20 years. Huh? You're starting to catch on, though. What We learned that Moody is a retired or formerly a very great and well-respected wizard, uh, particularly within uh, the Ministry of Magic, and responsible for imprisoning a, a large number of the inhabitants of Azkaban prison. Yeah. Yeah, this is like half. Yeah. I mean, I'm sure it's exaggerated a little, but it's still a lot. So he probably does have a lot of enemies. Yeah. A little paranoid now. So that and the fact that he's getting a little kooky in his old age. Was he called Mad-Eye before he got a little crazy, or did that come later? I don't know. I got, we got a chapter called Mad-Eye Mooney and a couple... Uh, Moody. <gasps> I gave him Mooney. Mooney. We got did a, you skip ahead? Uh, I was... When you I was... Perused? When I was making my notes, sometimes it's hard to hold the book open and type at the same time, uh-huh. so the book will close, and then I will reopen and try to find my spot, and then I happen... I think it's like chapter 13 is... Mad-Eye. They have these things that they're called bookmarks. Mm. You stick them in between the pages mm. where you want to come back to. See, but like when I'm holding the book open and like the book's like, like it's like fighting against me. Yeah, so it's the newer paperback. <laughs> it's like fighting against me to stay open because a book this big should not be in paperback form, <laughs> by the way. A book this thick should not be in paperback form. It's just irresponsible. You it know, is. unwieldy. It is. It's like the milk at Costco. It's unwieldy. So many inside jokes today. Yeah, inside jokes. <laughs> That's like going to be the little parentheses title for this chapter, yeah. this episode. Inside jokes. Come on in. But I, if I put a bookmark there in, in anticipation of it closing up on me, then that bookmark might cover up like some of the words that I'm looking at and trying to take notes on. It's just... Be a very small bookmark. You know, my life is very hard. Yeah. <laughs> It's very... Yep. 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 Things like that are very... <laughs> I mean, things like that are very difficult. You know, that's... It just it just kind of goes to show that... Uh, I, I feel like... Uh, who's the guy that had to roll the ball, the boulder up the hill? <laughs> that's what my... That's what I'm like. What an idiot. Sorry. <laughs> so... You know, Moody probably does have a lot of enemies, but the fact that he, like you said, that he has gotten, as he's gotten older, he's gotten more paranoid, and he's probably going a little cuckoo for Cocoa Puffs. And you That's would, what's implied, anyway. And you, you probably, you know, you kind of expect that, don't you? Don't you think, with all the stuff he's probably seen, and all the stuff he's probably been through, and, you know, just think about, like, a police officer who serves for 30 years, and all the stuff that they've probably seen. And then you magnify that by making it in the wizarding world and all the dark wizards he's have to, you know, 
if they're so bad that they have to be in Azkaban, you know, how, what kind of bad stuff he's seen, he's probably, you know, maybe he's having a little PTSD or... Maybe. maybe. You know, his, his brain has probably had to go through a lot more than just the average wizard. So that, the fact that he's getting a little older... He's probably had a flashy thing a lot of people. Probably been flashy thing himself. <laughs> not sure why he'd have to be flashy thing. I don't know. I would, ass- I would assume wizards do him. that too all the time. Like if, like if one like uh, like trips and falls, like trips on his robe and falls, and the other one's like, ah, I'm gonna go tell everybody, and you go, wow. <laughs> no, no, I, I don't think that's how that works. Just so you know, Justin, I both made a, a wand gesture <laughs> at each <laughs> other. Went, right? Wah! For those of you that are that are paying for the video version of it, which has not yet been re- been released. But Moody claims that an intruder crept into his yard. And this is this goes back to Amos, why Amos is poking his head. Arthur, we need you! Uh, Mad-Eye Moody claims that an intruder crept into his yard. And the intruder, I guess, was ambushed by these enchanted dustbins, which I guess are like garbage cans? Garbage cans. Okay. By these enchanted garbage cans that I, I guess that Moody has, you know, all around the perimeter, all kinds it's of... set as guards, of course. Yeah. <laughs> around the perimeter, you know, set of booby traps for any any of his enemies that might come about. But there's... A, all we have is Moody's word. There's no evidence that there was anybody actually You should there. get one of those uh, video cameras. Yeah, it was Security a, camera. Yeah, from like Amazon or yeah. whatever. It caused a lot of noise and ruckus. And I guess that this this is an issue because it got muggles involved. Yes. Because when there's a lot of noise from your neighbors, sometimes you call the... Please man? Please man. <laughs> P-L-E-A-S hyphen M-E-N. <laughs> it took me about 10 seconds of re- when I was reading that. I, I did the wait. What? Well, what? <laughs> there you go. Thank you. We're we're totally in lockstep today. There's been no hesitation. You and I are just locked in. It all worked out. Yeah, it all worked yeah, out. Yeah, it worked out. You're fine. So they called the police men. So now we've got Muggle knowledge of wizarding acts. Which I guess could get Moody into trouble, and apparently he's had some issues with that, as especially as he's gotten older. Is yeah, he's got a record. He has his record was mentioned with everything that's on his record. So we need to we need Arthur's help to do a little creative thinking here and get Moody keep Moody out of trouble here because apparently he's starting a pretty important job today. Yes. He gets to go to Hogwarts. Foreshadowing. <laughs> so they don't tell us what that pretty important job is. Oh, well, I thought they mentioned it. I don't think so. Oh. I think that's okay. just you with prior Sorry. knowledge. Accessing Sorry. prior knowledge. My brain put it on the page. However, from the movies, I also access prior knowledge. There you go. So, but I'm not going to say it here. But, apparently he's got an important job that he really needs to stay out of trouble for. Because it's really... Important. Important. That's all we're going to say. So we 
we're going to need Arthur to kind of... It kind of reminded me of what Amos was saying. Like, well, like when you get like a... When you're speeding and you get a ticket for it. And then you get like a lawyer. You pay them like some money and they get it reduced to a non-moving violation. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> So, so it doesn't go on, so it doesn't affect your insurance. Like, you pay, you gotta pay a little extra to get that done. But the, the lawyer, like, writes a letter and, like, you know, cuts a deal and gets your 10 mile an hour they, over the speed limit. They exchange money and, like, yeah. handshakes. Yeah. And, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Reduced to a non moving violation. So, Amos is kind of saying, like, can't we get this, like, instead of, because I'm guessing, well, like I'm guessing a lot of policemen had to get mashed potato brained. Yeah, this. and I feel like they're saying, "Hey, Arthur, you need to get to work so that you can deal with this and you deal with the paperwork because you'll make it like not what did a they big." They suggest they suggested like to like uh, inappropriate en- enchanting of dustbins or something. Yeah, like and that. it would just be like a warning. Yeah. Instead of like a misdemeanor. Instead of like. <laughs> Suspens attacking muggles. Yeah, because I'm guessing it was a big, it was a big to do, mm-hmm. because you know you had to. There was probably a lot of chains of command that you had to go through to make sure everybody got mashed potato brain. The people that called called it in, maybe, or maybe some neighbors came out and saw what was going on, and yeah. then and then the policemen, and then anybody else who decided to come poking around because they were driving by and they did, you know, stuck their nose in, a, in the business. Well, either way, Molly is responsible for getting the kids King's Cross for the departure of the Hogwarts Express because Arthur has got Mad-Eye movie stuff to take care of. And normally we get the use of some ministry vehicles. Mm-hmm. Especially when you got a celebrity like Harry Potter who was getting <laughs> uh, escorted around in these uh, fancy entourages there for a little while. But that's not an option, so muggle taxis are needed. Well, it was it was doubly needed last year because of Sirius Black, and I thought Sirius Black was trying to kill Harry. Mm-hmm. So the Ministry was trying to be extra cautious, but without anybody realizing it. This year, there's no serious black running around. Well, I guess he is still running around, but they don't know where he's at. And he didn't kill Harry last year, so he's probably not going to kill Harry this year. So it's okay. And we're busy with all the drama mm-hmm. from the World Cup. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we've got the, the Quidditch Cup, and then the, the fallout from that. And then we got the Bertha Jorkins thing, and then we've got Rita Skeeter, you know, stirring up issues. And then we've got... Mad-Eye Moody, and then we've got something going on at Hogwarts this year that's very special that everybody's being secret secrets about. (laughs) But everybody knows. Everybody knows but the kids. Everybody's being sneaky sneaks. Yeah. So Molly's responsible for getting the kids to King's Cross, and muggle taxis are needed, Jessica. How did that go? Pretty smoothly. Oh, yeah. It went great. Want to give us some some of your highlights? of? (laughs) Um, Well, they had to have three. Because there were so many of them. With and so they got big trunks, too. Luggage. Yeah, yeah, they got to have the big, lug- the big trunks, which are heavy, and the cab drivers were not pleased about having to lug those around. And then you've got the owl cages and crookshanks running around. And 
Oh, and then you've got... And then you've uh, got the Fred George's fireworks going off for no reason. <laughs> okay, so that that that's what I was going for here. Uh-huh. How does all of this not count as raising muggle suspicion? Which is not something you're supposed to do. Draw a, attention to magic in, in the muggle world. We got... Chest opening up with fireworks shooting out. We've got first of all that cab credit to that cab driver for not just leaving. Yeah. Um. What do you think the cab drivers in Chicago think the weekend of C two E two? I mean, <laughs> when, come on. When like a, it's the same thing. When a, a sorcerer and uh, and a GI Joe <laughs> and a stormtrooper get into his car. I mean, come on. Well, credit to that cab driver for, for going along with it yeah, and not just leaving. Because I had an Uber driver once that I, you know, I ordered, ordered a, an Uber and I said, and I put where we were going. I said we were going to uh, the airport, I think. And then he just said, no, no airport. No, no airport. And he just left. He just left. And you know we had we had a bunch of we had a bunch of people and a bunch of luggage, luggage so you know but we ordered like the big car and I said uh, going to the airport and he knew where we were going because you got to put it in on the app. Yeah, what well, doesn't mean he looked. And he's like, no, no airport, no, no, <laughs> no. And, yeah, and, and we he were like, like ran away the, yeah, without he did. his car. He, he, and he, it was really strange. He, he, didn't run away. he ran. He did run back. Peel to, out or something? Yeah, you know? he did. He left like quick. What a jerk. Uh, I digress. So credit to that, to the cab driver in the in the book for dealing with fireworks going off in his face. An angry and, cat. And uh, what is a pig? Pig was just screeching ha- and carrying a, on. and Having a conniption fit. And everybody got scratched up by Crookshanks. Mm-hmm. Because Crookshanks was not... Having, so having any of that. kind of irritated me because in the last book we... There's, there's some consistency issues sometimes. You know, in the last book, Crookshanks was like... Super intelligent. In Crookshanks' defense... They, Crookshanks has never had to be around Pig. <laughs> <laughs> and Pig is just is kind of like Nightwing, our dog. He's just a totally different breed of... <laughs> Why would you do that? Why would you squeak that? It's just, he's just special. He is very special. He's, he's very, adorable. He's very special. He's very adorable. But he is... You have to... The same rules of engagement don't apply with Pig as they do everybody else. So He has to go in his kennel backwards. He can't... Nightwing can't go in just, forwards. I mean, that's just smart, though. You don't have anything sneaking up on you. He hides behind my legs when we go for a walk, so he can sneak up on the squirrels. And he just—it's a little different. Well, I just thought this was interesting because it—it it just seemed like they were really, really causing a lot of suspicion with this these taxi trips. I'm gonna—I'm gonna stick with my logic, no more so than. The cab drivers in Chicago around C2E2. Well, Molly, Bill, Charlie are all at the platform to see the kids off. And they all three of them hint at some special goings-on at Hogwarts this year. 
it's kind of mean of them to build up the specialness of whatever is happening and just not telling them. Yeah, but they're excited for them to, like, go to Hogwarts and find out. Like, I wish I could go this year, you know, because how awesome this year is going to be. I feel like it's like somebody talking about, like, a present, you know. Oh, you're really going to like this. Stop this is going to be really mean. cool. Stop I'm it. so excited. I can't wait for you to open this Stop present. It. That's mean. It's, it's. You gotta, you're trying to build it up. Okay. Some I just, Seta? I, I, I don't know. I thought this, the, all the big Seta was a little. Well, we already know you don't like Seta. That's true. Soaks in. I don't like the guac soaking into the. Tortillas? I remember that one time they put the Seta on it. And I said I ordered it with no Seta. So they went, took it back to the kitchen, they scraped it all off, and then just flipped over the quesadilla. Yeah, so when you picked it up, it was still soggy on the other side. <laughs> like, said, you wouldn't notice. Wait a minute. Jerks. I'm glad they went out of business. <laughs> so, lots of train talk about other wizarding schools. And this was mentioned earlier at different times in the book, the... Awareness we have now of these other wizarding schools other than Hogwarts. And Malfoy was talking about Durmstrang and how his father nearly switched Draco to that school. So what was the what's the impression we get about how Durmstrang is different from Hogwarts? That's another thing I didn't really remember from you know, when I read the books originally. But they really kinda stressed that it was or at least Draco did. I don't know if that's accurate. Maybe mm. it's not accurate. Um, that they they teach them the dark arts. Mm. Not than, defense against the dark arts. They teach them the dark arts. And that... They embrace the dark side of, uh, of yeah. magic rather than just how to fight it off. Yeah. So, I, I, don't, I don't know. I didn't really remember that from before. Yeah, Draco's, Draco goes on this rant trying to make it sound like it's like the... Death Eater School. Yeah. Death <laughs> like, Eater like, University. Like Dar yeah. Darth Vader University. Yeah. Like where he learned the, the dark side of the Force. Yeah. So it, and, and the other thing about this other school and also uh, Bo Batten's is that nobody really knows exactly where it's at. Yeah. Uh, other than, I guess, the people that attend it because they, they want it to, they don't, they don't want their secrets to get out. Yeah, they don't which want is kind of weird. Spies? I don't know. Yeah, I thought that was all kind of weird. And I mean, I mean, it's they a, it's... know a little bit where it's at because Draco's mommy said it was too far away, so they must know a little bit. I think I didn't Hermione say something how uh, she figures that it's up north because she saw they have pictures. fur lined capes, yeah, yeah. cloaks. So it's got to be somewhere. Their uniform cold. is more for the such cold. a smart cookie. She is. She knows. She knows some stuff. Books, clever. Me, books, cleverness. And school uniforms. She said, "Well, I mean, if you've read Hogwarts: A History, then you know. Or if you've read, or she said something like, uh, anybody who's read Hogwarts: A History knows that." And Ron goes, "Oh, so you? So, so just, just you?" you? <laughs> You're the only person who's ever read that book. So then there's Bo Battens, which is another wizarding school. And like I said, they also like to keep their exact location hidden. 
which, like I said, it's just kind of weird that they're so protective of their secrets. I understand wanting it to keep keep it hidden from the muggles. That makes sense yes, to me. Yes, that all makes sense. But, but if this is a school of higher learning, or a, you know, a school that is, it should be like we're all like one wizarding community. Well, there shouldn't be like little subsets. You know, trying to keep secrets from other subsets in the wizarding well, community. I feel like, I feel like Hogwarts is more like the public school, mm, and the other two are like private schools. That makes sense. So I believe one's all boys and one's mm -hmm. all girls. So it would maybe it makes a little more sense then that they're a private school and they makes them feel more elite. It's all about the. Mm -hmm. The lure and the mystery of the school would make it more enticing to want to go there, make it more prestigious. I don't know. That makes sense. I like that. I like that analogy there. And the Hogwarts, you know, you just you get your letter and you're like, hey, mm -hmm. you can come here. Mm -hmm. And I feel like the other two, you would have to search them out and be like, hey, I want to go there. And maybe you have to. Because you don't get, get three. Maybe you have to apply. I don't know. Yeah, maybe Harry there's... didn't get letters from the other schools, and mm -hmm. he wouldn't get it from the girls' school. But you know what I mean. He didn't get any other letters. So, so it's not the, just the an area schools. thing. <laughs> yeah, it's not just like, hey, you're in our school district, so you come here. I, I don't know. I feel like that's like the public school and the private school thing. Well, I think that it's important to mention these other schools because they're going to be prominent later on in the book. Mm -hmm. And they've that's why we're doing some seta. And there and and there's been some seta with these earlier in the in the book mm -hmm. too. You know, there's it's just like it's just like a little. There was like we saw some of the some of the Bo Batten's girls in the forest, and they were speaking French. And then we saw, I think, um, we just I think they just said random teenagers yeah. that were their age but didn't go to their school. Right. So, and the, so then that just like introduced us to the idea that there are other exactly. schools. Exactly. Think, a lot of setup. And she felt like she had to do it that way because they hadn't been mentioned before. So if she didn't kind of gently guide you into this realization that there are other schools and she just dropped it on you later in the story you'd be like wait what where did there's other schools well what there's other schools look at you trying to defend your fellow writer <laughs> i'm just like come on 11 chapters though of seta i'm just just explaining the logic i'm not trying to defend it well, it sounds like you are a little bit well, toward the end of the chapter, as Draco is making fun of Ron's frilly dress robes, Draco leads us to believe that he also knows the secret of what special event is happening at Hogwarts this year. You about to hit, press some buttons over there? No, oh, no, I missed Cheeto it. Fingers? I missed it. There was a spot, and I missed it. Okay. Um, toward the end of the chapter, as Draco is making fun of Ron's frilly dress robes... That's insulting! Thank you. Yes! First try. First try. Draco leads us to believe that he also knows the secret of what special event is happening at Hogwarts this year. I'm not going to edit that out either. I'm no, leave, leave it. it this, that's just the theme of the uh, This the is us, warts and all. <laughs> Give squeaker toys going on in the background. Me getting bit by my dog. Gives Ron trouble because Ron doesn't know what's going on. Which also kind of leads into Draco saying that, well, your father works at the ministry, so you should know. And the fact that you don't know makes me think that maybe your father isn't as important at the ministry as 
you think he is. Yeah, and then my I, father knows because he heard it from Cornelius Fudge, yeah, of the purple pointed boots himself. And then it, it got all the way to well, people probably don't talk about it in front of your dad because mm-hmm. you know he's such an idiot. So kind it's just, of thing. this is just another way of him running down Ron. Right, he just back up to his old mm-hmm. tricks. I like Hermione. She's sitting there reading the book. She's like, either tell us what you want to tell us or, or leave. You know, just get on with it or, or go. Well, uh, Ron tr- tells Draco to eat dung. Nice. <laughs> and we're finally at Hogwarts, greeted by Hagrid. Looks like we're going to have an interesting year. Yeah, and it's pouring down rain. Mm-hmm. And the first years, of course, take the boat across. <laughs> Yeah. Hagrid says something about how he hopefully does, we don't drown. Doesn't envy the fact that they have to take that in the in the weather, and then the uh, rest of the students, the older students, take the horseless carriages. Mm-hmm. And I think that's it. Anything yeah. else? Uh, we are so close. We're almost there. <laughs> so close. <laughs> we're almost there. We're almost inside the building. <laughs> we're almost there. I um was. I opened my, sat down with the book to read the chapter, and I kind of, you know, did the little flip through just to see how many pages, and I guess I missed the page where the chapter ended, because it really wasn't that long of a chapter, and and I was going through, and I, I somehow I ended up in the next chapter, mm. and I was just trying to find the end of the chapter, and I was like, this is a lot of, there was a lot of, like, skinny text. Mm-hmm. And I was like, what's going on? So I thought we were going to get there in this chapter. And then I realized I I had combined two chapters when I was flipping. So Yeah, skinny text by, like, it doesn't go to the edge of the pages. Mm-hmm. kind of stays in the, yeah. the middle third quadrant. Yes, with a lot of that in the next chapter. So it makes me think there's going to be some either some singing or some poetry. Some or Readings some, of some kind. Yeah. Interesting. Was it italicized, too? Oh, of course. Okay. Of course. All right. Okay. Okay. Uh, anything else you want to add about uh, this chapter here aboard the Hogwarts Express? Anything that stood out to you? No, I think we covered it. You mentioned earlier that you didn't remember a couple things from the, from the movie. or, are you, or maybe, From from previously reading. Yeah. Um, we haven't really talked about how this compares to the movie. I don't really remember. I really... Probably because these 11 chapters... Are covered like, in five minutes. Five of minutes. The movie. Yeah, and then we're <laughs> we're at Hogwarts. Um, I've really been staying away from the movies. I haven't watched any of the movies. They're just, on all the time. They're on all the time, and I just keep <laughs> flipping. Uh, so it's been a while since I've watched these movies. I hear that they all just recently got on Netflix. I think. Oh, nice. Yeah. So if you're listening to this in November of 2020, I think all. Eight movies have been added to Netflix, so you can just binge them commercial-free. That's the only thing about having them on TV all the time is the commercials. Yeah, and that's like an eight-hour thing. Mm-hmm. But yeah, you could just throw them on, on on Netflix whenever you want. That's it? Do we that's have it. anything else? No, no emails. No, nothing. You okay. can always send those to us at broomsticks.butterbeer at gmail.com. Follow us on Twitter at broomsticksb. That's broomsticks followed by the letter B. No spaces, no underscores. And if you want book recommendations or book reviews, follow at Jess Rhino. Yes, I have one I need to finish today. J-E-S-S-R-Y-N-O. You don't got to follow me. I just talk about wrestling and stuff. 
Well, maybe some people like wrestling. Nah, nobody likes wrestling. Nobody likes wrestling. Wrestling's the worst. <laughs> it really is. All right. Well, thanks, everybody, for downloading, listening, and subscribing. We will try to get back on the horse here with a little more regularity. Uh, as we record this, it is uh, coming up on the week of Thanksgiving. So yeah. We got an extra long weekend next weekend. Maybe we can get another one then. With all the nonsense in the world right now, hopefully we can find some things to be thankful for. Uh, hopefully the uh, good news about the vaccine coming is something we can be thankful for. And uh, Dr. Fauci seems to think uh, that by summer of next year, we may be to some semblance of normalcy. I think Bill Gates said that, too. That, you know, hopefully by the summer of 2021, um, things are, I don't know if things will ever be back to normal. But we can at least get back to some sense of normalcy, which would be nice. That's something to be thankful for. I think, I don't know, I don't know if anybody would agree with this, but I, and I don't know oh, America's... Jess, Jess about to get all political. <laughs> really ready for all that. But I feel like if you're going to be somewhere where it's very crowded, very condensed population, masks might be a normal thing. Mm-hmm. You know? I was thinking about that, too. Actually, when we were out today, I was thinking... Even when this is, even when we get through this, you know, planes, it conventions. Would, oh, I'm definitely gonna wear one every, every time I on a. I get sick every time I go on a plane. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna you wear. Do. I'm gonna you wear, get very the, sick. You got the, flu and pneumonia last for, time. For the rest of my life, I'm gonna wear. Anytime I'm in an airport on a plane, I'm gonna wear a mask for the rest of my life. And that was I, I decided that before COVID was a thing. Yeah, like a year before COVID, yeah. when you had the flu mm-hmm. pneumonia combo. Yep. I had decided I was going to do that anyway before COVID was, was even a thing in, in this world. And I just hadn't flown anywhere since mm-hmm. then. But That I, was the trip to New York where for WrestleMania. WrestleMania. Yeah. And so we went on a plane. You went to the convention center mm-hmm. for a wrestling convention mm-hmm. thing. Then we went to Madison Square Gardens mm-hmm. for a wrestling event. And then we went to the football stadium for WrestleMania. Mm-hmm. We were literally around millions of people mm-hmm. in that yeah. course. And then back on the plane. Not, yeah. to, mention not to mention the subways yeah. and everything. Yeah, I just feel like... And it's fairly common in China. You know, you always see pictures of people wearing All masks. The time. And everybody was always... Everybody always kind of made jokes about that. Like when we were... You know, I remember when we were younger. You mm-hmm. know, people would make... For years, people made jokes about how they why they wore a mask over there. Maybe they were just ahead of the of the curve, you know. It makes a lot of sense because of all the the flus and and everything that are always going to be there. We're never going to get rid of that. We're never going to have a cure for the flu. We just you know kind of uh, deal with the what we think is is going to keep us protected from that, like flu shots and and whatnot. But it kind of makes sense that if you're going around and like the pictures of O'Hare Airport this week, where there's just people not, they can't social distant, you know, they can't be socially distant. That's, that's going to be what airports are like every holiday season for the rest of our lives. It makes sense to not be breathing and and coughing all over everybody. Well, and it's the worst. You sit there on a plane and you, you just cringe because somebody is hacking somewhere mm-hmm. on the plane yep and, it's and your, maybe and, it's and allergies and, that, and, and that maybe it's recycled. asthma and maybe yep. it's 
you know, COPD or whatever. Maybe they have an issue. They're not actually sick, but you just sit there and cringe because you hear them hacking and coughing the whole flight. Mm-hmm. And it's not, it's not their fault. It's just a fact of life, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, and that's, that's just, that's just the, the way it is. So, yeah, I actually thought about that when we were out uh, today. We uh, ran some errands today and, of course, had our, our mask on. And I just thought that, is this such a bad thing? You know, is this such a bad thing to just kind of make, have this be, at least for me, you mm-hmm. know, you know, to be... I have a, a compromised immune system. So do you, mm-hmm. you know, with, with our various maladies that we have. Kind of just makes sense, you know. Maybe this is kind of, maybe we can kind of turn a negative into a positive here going forward. New trend. Yeah. So thanks, everybody, for uh, sticking with us uh, through all the nonsense here. Hopefully that this show gives you a little bit of a reprieve from... Uh, the nonsense, the out bad there. things in the in the world, and hopefully we can put a smile on your face for at least a little bit. A shout out to our friends Anastasia up in Connecticut, uh, our friend Kelly in Manhattan, our friend Jennifer in Orange County, and um, our friends Austin and Jack at the People's Trivia Company, who are doing uh, live online. Trivia every Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday at 7 p.m. Pacific time on YouTube. Look up People's Trivia Company on YouTube. Uh, no trivia on Thanksgiving, uh, but they are doing, if you're listening to this as we release it, they are doing Tuesday and Wednesday, the week of Thanksgiving. We might be playing Jackbox on Thanksgiving. So. Oh, yeah, shout out. Send us an email, bloomsticks.butterbeer.gmail.com. If you want to <laughs> play Jackbox. want to jump in the Jackbox game with your... <laughs> Uh, favorite Harry Potter host here. We'd love to have you. Uh, we had a, a gentleman that jumped in Ooh. our Jackbox game once. And <laughs> I was going to say, as long as you're not that guy. <laughs> uh, was it Dean? Dean? Somebody named Dean jumped into our yeah. Jackbox game once. I guess he, I guess there's people out there that just put in random codes and hope they get he into somebody's room. He probably was trying to get into somebody else's room, like his room with his friends, and uh, just maybe he's dyslexic well, and he pushed and, the wrong. And you know code. what? We're like, all right. Sure, you, know, you want to play? New guy, maybe he's, he's cool. And then when he had to draw his what his face was for the game we were playing, he drew a swastika. And so Dean had to go. Yeah, Dean had to go. <laughs> Dean, you are not welcome. <laughs> we all bailed out of the game. Dean had to play by himself. <laughs> and we started a new game. And then Kelly changed her name to Dean. And freaked us all out and, again. And, as a joke. <laughs> And we thought Dean's following us. Dean the Nazi is following How? us. How? How did he get in secret, our game again? Secret Nazi science. <laughs> <sighs> Bye, everybody. We'll see you next time. <laughs>